Welcome to the Radical Change Group Radio. Today uh, we are continuing our series on biases, and this is our uh, fourth podcast uh, where we're going to be talking about post choice biases. So, uh, uh, just one quick note is that uh, we actually took uh, a little break uh, because of. Uh, a lot of stuff happened since we recorded our last podcast, so this may be a little different than the previous three, uh, so please bear with us. Uh, but anyway, so let's jump right in uh, to the actual content here. So uh, as, as you remember, in uh, the previous podcast, we laid out the uh, structure of how we uh, classify the biases into essentially how they relate to the point of choice, right? The biases always kind of have to do with the choice. So some of them are attitudinal, how you think about the choice that you're about to make or you've made. Uh, uh, the other ones are pre-choice, so they influence how you make a choice. And this time we're going to talk about the biases after you've made your decision, after the choice is made, and how you uh, basically think about it or how you relate to the choice being made. Uh, the biases that we chose to cover in this section are the uh, hindsight bias, the decoy effect, the outcome bias, and self-justification bias. So why don't we guys just define um, uh, what those biases are, uh, each one of them. Well, let's start from the top. Um, let's take hindsight bias. So, um, this bias is very simple. I think we're all subject to it. It's uh, basically uh, uh, sometimes also called, you know, hindsight is 2020. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, after stuff happened, after events happened, uh, they seem clear, obvious, and, and non. Uh, Debatable. However, before they happened, it was very unobvious uh, what would exactly be happening. Uh, I think pretty much everybody I, I ever met in my life has uh, suffers from this bias. I mean, I wouldn't call it suffering, really. I think it's part of human nature. Uh, but uh, we all, to a different degree, uh, subject to this. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike, do you have anything to say about that? No, I mean, I I think I think that pretty much, pretty much captures it. Okay. I have nothing to add to it. All right. Uh, okay. Well, I yeah, I think that's pretty much it too. Uh, so, uh, how about a decoy effect? That's an interesting one. Uh, okay, let me kick it off. I guess. Uh, so one one um, uh, way to see the decoy effect as basically presenting uh, two extreme choices. So if, if originally you were leaning towards, let's say, a cheaper product, uh, and if you're presenting a, a very expensive product, uh, then you may actually shift your, uh, a way of your, uh, that your, your way of thinking about it and decide that uh, 
uh, a middle priced one is actually a better way better one yeah, the, I, I like to think about this as bait and switch, right? All of us have, have heard in some shape, size, or form of uh, this notion of uh, uh, bait and switch. This is, this is a classic. Uh, you show one and through, through slides of mind and slides of hand, uh, you get them to switch to an entirely different piece. So that's the way I think about the decoy effect. Uh, if I was to encapsulate this in 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 a very rudimentary way, I would say this is bait and switch. But mm-hmm. we'll talk more about it and in, in as we uh, as we get into uh, uh, the examples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about the outcome bias? Um, outcome bias is um, also that something happens a lot. Uh, it's when uh, you uh, evaluate um, evaluate uh, decision based on the outcome, on the result, and not on the uh, on the decision itself. Um, I, I it's interesting that I think this uh, this particular bias and sort of the the guarding against it is is sometimes even part of uh, uh, Common, uh, common wisdom in some cultures. Like I remember, um, um, my grandfather, when I was a young kid, you know, telling me about this, about this, the bias that happens, and that uh, I need to watch out for it. That that it's really you need to evaluate decisions based on the decisions, not on the results of the decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, my, my grandfather used to say something similar. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, maybe it's old wisdom, right? Yeah. Uh, um, again, trying to think of it in a folksy way because it's it's kind of easy to get lost in get lost in big terms and think of it as, oh my god, I got to learn this one new thing and I have to know what it is and figure it out, right? One way to think about it is means versus ends. And all of us have heard about this, whether your focus is on the means or the ends, right? Mm-hmm. And again, this is a folksy way of thinking about it, right? And when you have an outcome bias, you're just looking at the ends and and uh, the ends justify the means in some ways, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, uh, what Karan's grandfather, my grandfather were talking about were hey, the means are also as important. And if you want to see the decision and the process of the decision, that is the means, if you will. Yeah. Make sense, guys? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. And I guess, uh, finally, the self-justification bias. This one is pretty uh, straightforward, too, I think. Um uh, and again, happens a lot. Uh, it's, it's interesting pattern that that uh, these biases are very very common. Uh, all all four of this. Uh, so self justification is uh, when uh, post uh, post decision and post events of that decision, results of the decision, uh, you convince yourself that it was a good decision. You know, even if it was a bad decision, but you, you've done it. The thinking goes like this. Um, I made this decision. I am not a stupid, bad, or or immoral person. So, 
uh, the decision must have not been that bad if I have had mm-hmm. to, ma- to make it. Because otherwise, right, it, it gets into identity conflict. If, if, if your decision was bad and you say it was bad, then, well, who are you to have made that decision, right? You start getting to the shaking foundation mm-hmm. of yourself. Uh, so, so this justification happens a lot, especially when people do some bad shit. Uh, <laughs> they tend to still justify it as at least reasonable stuff. Yeah, yeah I think uh, I, I, I tend to think of this as also uh, that where again thinking in simplistic terms, because I think otherwise it's easy to get lost here. And as Karan was saying, you know, this is uh, quite quite common. Uh, this is about not being willing to be wrong, mm-hmm. right? If you, if you think about it, it's about not willing to be wrong, and uh, you essentially every every piece is spun to fit the narrative that you hold true rather than have the courage to see otherwise. So if, if theory and reality don't right? match, then fix uh, the reality, right? Match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fix the reality. <laughs> <laughs> theory is more important. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, cool. So uh, so those are the quick definitions for the, for the four biases that we're going to cover. So... Uh, you guys want to jump into uh, a little more details? Like, let's bring some specific examples, discuss them. You know, see what those biases hold for us. Yeah. Sounds good. Why don't we start from the top again? The first one yeah, was hindsight, hindsight, right? Um, yeah. Uh, so I have this example of uh, companies, right? So invest even invested in companies uh, that. Uh, I keep forgetting the name of this investor. Uh, for some reason, the name Kawasaki comes to mind, but it, it, I might be wrong. Anyway, uh, the uh, this guy basically uh, had uh, a, a popular uh, talks about how investing is happens, and essentially the out the gist of it is like it's all crapshoot because you never know. And uh, I. Uh, I think most of his learning came from the fact that he uh, bet on uh, companies that essentially lose a lot. He 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 was offered to uh, uh, invest into Yahoo. He was offered to invest, I believe, into Google as well. Uh, I don't know about Apple, uh, but uh, basically, he turned down uh, a lot of those. Uh, just saying, you know, who you are, who who, you, who do you think you are, you know, trying to build yet another search engine or something like that, because they're already, like, Alta Vista is pretty good, right? Uh, and, uh, well, we all know what happened. Uh, and uh, those who did invest in the right companies, right, in quotes, uh, maybe justifying the, the fact that saying that, hey, you know, uh, uh, I was actually right and you were wrong, totally. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, don't, I guess I'm, I'm I'm a little lost in this example myself right now. But let's let's try to bring it back on track, right? So so the uh, in some sense, I 
think that this particular investor is actually being a little more objective in his assessment because uh, he realized, realizes that, yeah, uh, you only know uh, which companies to invest essentially in hindsight, right? So, uh, and it's just be honest with yourself. But pretty much uh, uh, if, if you manage to write on the, like a Google or Apple wave or Yahoo wave, but it still was a good company. Uh, it's uh, uh, a lot of it was essentially dumb luck, right? So, uh, but you can try to justify that. Yeah, I knew where to invest. Does it make sense? It totally makes sense. Um, I know from my studies in math that um, uh, given pretty much any data set, you know, any set of points uh, uh, values you can you can fit some kind of mm. curve to them mm-hmm. something will fit all right and then uh, uh, it will once it fits then you can use that curve that fits to predict the future uh, usually uh, with mm-hmm. miserable results all right and in, in specifically in computer science and in AI we use separate data sets for 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 fitting curves and for for evaluating the results specifically to to actually combat this kind of hindsight bias that mm-hmm. appears in AI um how well has the regression sets worked out for you <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly uh, so my example is is from is a completely different area uh from relationships and i've seen this uh, a lot and actually uh i find that uh, both funny and annoying when it happens. Um, like, I have some friends uh, who uh, might, uh, uh, you know, meet meet a, meet a, meet a person, start dating, you know, stay some, for some time together, and then they break up. Okay, common enough occurrence, right? Okay, but then after they break up, they uh, they like. Oh, what a waste of time! What a horrible person that was! Oh my God! Like you know, uh, I just lost these I don't know months or years, and 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 I mean, I think everybody has heard this line, right, in one form or another. Now, because I was watching the whole thing from a from a sidelines, right? I I remember how how what they were saying when they were just mm-hmm. starting that relationship, right? Oh, what a wonderful person this is! Oh my God, how how amazing! And 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 I, I cannot see any flaws, and and you know what a what a miracle this is, right? And so you know, from the sidelines, it's a little more. Of course, we've yeah, never done yeah, that. No, of course, we, we've we never much done smarter that. than that. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, but hindsight, right? You, like they say, yeah. say, oh, what a waste of time. But I remember uh, that, that, that that in the beginning it was what an amazing Amazing uh-huh. person this is. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I like to think about this as you know, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. Okay, uh, it's always uh, everything looks uh, self evident and obvious. And uh, 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 but here's here's the funny thing, right? Uh, why are these biases important? The biases are important because they inform your decision-making, right? And here's the funny thing about decisions. Here's the real funny thing about decisions. If you had all the information, you wouldn't need to make a decision. 
the decision would have been made. The very fact that you have to make a decision, it means that you have incomplete data sets. Okay? So the universe that is interesting only because it's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay? So, uh, so the, uh, the biases serve a certain function. The function that they serve is that based on previous experience, how can I extrapolate this to speed up my decision on the matter at hand? Right? So this is why hindsight is twenty twenty. but most people make the best decision based on their personal self-interest at that point in time. And it's, if you want to see this as a, at a mass scale, well, let's take our uh, favorite uh, character of Satan incarnate himself, Hitler, right? Uh, well, pfft. 99% of the people on the planet will say that uh, he was Mr. Evil, right? He was, uh, he was uh, Dr. Evil himself, right? Uh, but that is in hindsight. But yet, he overwhelmingly won his elections, right? He overwhelmingly collected all the power uh, of the chancellorship in Germany. And he overwhelmingly got the support of all the people in his country to enact what we today know as war crimes and what they thought then was the necessary thing to do for the fatherland. By the way, this is not an endorsement of him. This is not whitewashing his crimes. But that is how decisions work. People make the best decisions based on the information that they have. And you never know how those things will actually pan out. Uh, And of course, 20 years later, uh, Google seems seems, um, so obvious and self-evident and uh, your first love seems like such a mistake (laughs) and Hitler, you know, for sure. (laughs) Uh Yeah. But I, but I do want to hammer that point in, guys, that uh, the only reason we have to make decisions is because we have incomplete data and these biases serve a certain function. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. makes sense, guys? And as Armand already mentioned, even machines have this bias, right? <laughs> if you overfit your data. Who makes yeah. machines? <laughs> Designer. <of, laughs> uh, all right. So shall we move to the next one? Is it? Decoy effect bias. Uh, uh, Well, somebody wants to start? Sure. Uh, So I have uh, lately been uh, working in uh, game development, uh, making computer games. And so I uh, have explored that area very thoroughly. Um, Now, there is... one particular type of games that I think we're all familiar with, uh, if you've ever, ever played a game, you probably heard, know of it. Uh, they're called uh, free-to-play games. Right? You open your iPhone, your Android phone, or whatever. Right? Most of the games you'll find on the app stores are free-to-play games. Um, 
which which means that simply you you download the game right and you for free and you can play it however the games do must have must make money somehow it's a business so in in the game they sell you some kind of things coins or whatever some kind of perks in game perks for you to uh, uh play better now if you were to open one of those uh, in game stores that sell you these let's say the coins virtual coins that sell you virtual coins you don't just see um, one uh, pack of coins so like the store does not say 100 coins one dollar and that's it instead what it says is here is 100 coins for a dollar here is uh, 1000 coins for nine dollars here is 10,000 coins for eighty dollars and usually there is there is about five to six to seven different var- choices variations on this pack of coins. Now you ask yourself why do they need so many, right? Uh, uh, so being a game developer and a game designer, uh, I know that there have been studies that very clearly say that when um, if I were to put only uh, two price points, let's say um, at five dollars and at fifteen dollars. Most people will go for five dollars. Because fifteen seems too much. If I were to add another price point there, say at thirty bucks, right? So now you have five, fifteen, and thirty dollar packages. Things start to shift. You see, fifteen is not so much because now it's relative to thirty as well. If I were to add a couple more packages at sixty dollars and one hundred, now fifteen seems like on the low end, right? And you might even go for a higher package for thirty bucks. So what actually happened? Nothing, right? There's just this, nothing in the value of the package change, just giving you additional different uh, choice points have shifted your preference for what you will buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I have a, a very similar example, but in a real life example, right? So the physical objects as opposed to the, the virtual ones in the games, uh, Say I uh, I used to make movies and uh, still uh, consider myself a photographer. So I uh, uh, once in a while buy expensive cameras and stuff, right? So equipment. Uh, and uh, I noticed pretty clearly, uh, and not just with the cameras, but let's stick to those for now. Uh, that um, the way I choose which one to buy is kind of a very interesting process. It always happens the same exact way all the time. So I go and start, okay, I need a new camera because my old one is uh, too old or falling apart or whatever. Um, I start looking for cameras that would be in the spec range that I want. I find the relatively cheap ones that will probably do the job just fine. Uh, and then my wife looks at my choice and goes, poof, what? What kind of piece of shit is that? Let me find you something interesting. So, uh, so, she, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she goes and finds like a really cool. Sergey, uh-huh. don't feel bad. I think a lot of men on the planet will. Uh, I don't, will I don't, agree I don't, with you. I don't feel bad. I'm just saying, you know, so here's what's happening, right? So she goes and finds like really cool stuff. Like, I, I didn't even look at those cameras, I didn't even know something's possible. Uh, like I would look at the example pictures that they take and I'm like, I start salivating, like I'll, I'll drool like all over. I'm like, Oh my God. And like, and then I look at the price, like no, no freaking way. No, just, just, just no. <laughs> right. 
And then I go like, and I go back, I look back at the original camera that I chose, and I'm like, yeah, that is a piece of shit. Uh, let me get something better. <laughs> so I end up buying something like about twice as expensive <laughs> at the end. So yeah, uh, I'm sure this never happened to you guys, but you know, I'm a weirdo, so uh, that's that's what happens to me. <laughs> so that's like the bias at play. Uh, <clears throat> I, I'll uh, take another example and flip it, uh, uh, you know, uh, instead of uh, personal decisions, this is about how, 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 how you game a large number of people, right? Not going to take any names here. Um, I'm sure wherever you live in your, in your lovely country, you will be able to find an easy example, right? Where... <laughs> um, but we've seen that usually a political fight, uh, as it emerges, you have two sides, right? The smarter one, the smarter one um, will want to appear centrist, right? The reason they want to appear centrist is because they think that, hey, if I, if I seem like I'm in the middle of the road, you know, I'm choosing the, least, uh, the lesser of two or three evils, because if there's someone way extreme left and someone way extreme right, right? Then me not taking a stance on either and suddenly being in the middle of the road, a little here, a little there on all, all decisions, I start to appear, uh, I start to play with, uh, with this particular bias where when, when as an audience I look at these extremes, I say, no, 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 I don't want to go that far out into the extreme. Let me pick the one in the middle. So just be aware uh, that maybe in your country, maybe not, your politicians get pretty darn good at doing this. And uh, we get played like uh, finely tuned violence. That's all mm-hmm. I will say on this. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, I know, no examples come to mind. Yeah, it's okay. yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, well, uh, one thing I want to add about this bias is that, you know, when we designed the podcasts, uh, we kind of uh, threw the biases around and uh, this decoy effect ended up in uh, the post-choice bucket. Uh, but in a hindsight, uh, that might sound familiar, <laughs> in a hindsight, I think it is obvious, it is obvious yes, that yes. it probably should belong to the pre-choice set because it's about making a decision right and influencing the decision yeah but uh, the reason it came here if you remember is that we don't know this until yes. it has happened so here's and that was the reason it came in the in the post choice but again there is no clean uh, it, uh, i wish they were um, individual sets but unfortunately a lot yeah. of them intersect yeah. <laughs> right so yeah you can you can also think of a decoy effect as a some sort of a justification version of a justification bias right so you can kind of justify why you chose something better jesus man you are having biases yes. about your hey. biases <laughs> all, all, all the way down man <laughs> uh, all right uh shall we move on uh, let's see. Yep. So outcome outcome bias. All right. I can okay. start on this one. Uh, actually, 
this one like pisses me off, you know. <laughs> Like when when they when I see it play out strongly uh, around me, it pisses me off when it happens. So I, like out of the, out of these four biases for today's podcast, this is the one I feel I feel the most the most for. Um, so uh, me, how do you really feel and why? <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay me, you know. <laughs> you want to be my shrink? <laughs> I'm already paying you for your haircut, Karan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, because it's, somehow it's it's it seems like so delusional to 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 uh, express this bias. I mean. Uh, uh, I know we all do, and I and I certainly do sometimes uh, too. But but it, it doesn't make it any less delusional, you know. <laughs> like my 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 example would be something like this: um, say say you uh, you were at home and uh, you're out of milk or bread or food you like, and guess what? You jump in the car and you go shopping. Except on the way there, you crash the car. Okay, then you get out of your car, you know, ho- hopefully uh, unhurt. Look at your total car and you say, man, what a dumbass I was to go shopping now. I should have waited for the evening, tomorrow. I didn't need that milk or that chocolate right now. You know, it was a stupid decision. No, it wasn't a stupid decision. <laughs> decision <laughs> was fine. <laughs> like, don't evaluate the decision based on the outcome of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the 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 core thing about this bias is is, is when is the the information set that you use to make to, to make the call to make the judgment, right? Obviously, if if uh, if when you were still at home, you knew the future that you would crash the car, then the, then the correct decision would be not to go shopping. But you didn't. It seemed like a regular everyday trip to sh- to the shop. And so your information set being limited to that meant that going shopping was the right decision. Okay. But Paul was crashing the car. Your information set is enlarged. Now you know how things ended up. And uh, you are trying to make a, a call about early time using an, an enlarged information set. That leads to error. It's, it's, an, it's error is thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does it yeah. make sense, guys? I guess, I guess in... Uh, uh, artificial intelligence that's called outlier. That <laughs> 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 shouldn't have happened. Let's ignore it. <laughs> There's a reason it's called artificial yes. intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> but because we're talking about natural stupidity instead, so let's, yeah, keep going. <laughs> right. right, exactly. Uh, I mean, uh, that word intelligence yeah. is interesting. Anyway, yeah. let's not yeah. digress. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Paul, you want to you wanna provide your example or should I go? All right. No, go for it. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll get a relatively easy one. So uh, uh, if you've never been to Las Vegas, you've probably been to some other places that are uh, uh, like gambling and uh, uh, uh where basically those uh, places are designed in an interesting way, right? So they, uh, they're essentially designed to uh, milk the money out of you, right? And that's what that basically happens. If you go to it and you play, chances are pretty high that you're going to lose a lot of money. So why do people play? Why do people, like, 
will, willfully give the money away. Uh, because uh, the way that those places are designed is that they give you little wins here and there. So uh, at some point in time, I like I was in Las Vegas, I was playing this uh, five cent machines. And uh, I bought like $3 worth of coins. Uh, and I set a goal Three dollars worth three of coins. Dollars? Yes, just three bucks, right? Yeah, and man, yeah, I'm just, you are I'm, you're just yeah. out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a whole new level. level. Trust me. <laughs> and uh, it took me, I don't know, at least half an hour to actually lose all that amount. Because what they do is, uh, yeah, it's it's actually a workout. So you, you would uh, you would put a coin and like with about seventy percent probability. Uh, you get your money back. So, uh, actually, much higher. Like maybe these days, but at that time, I actually uh, measured it. Like uh, I, I actually kept track, and uh, once in a while, they give you like a whole chunk of money. Like I don't know, maybe like a whole dollar in you know in in nickels. It's like it's it looks like a lot of money. Just start going like kachunk, 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 clank, 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 right. I can tell you all about slot machines since I since I uh, yeah, make sure, computer sure, game yeah. business. Well, I mean, in that particular machine, I was actually like counting this. So, so basically, I would get all this money back, and I would start playing that one. And uh, yeah, I, I went through quite a few rounds that way. So, what I'm the reason I'm saying about uh, talking about this is because. Uh, Whenever you win, you feel like really good. It's like, whoa, man, you know, that was like such a good idea to put that one last coin in there because look at that, right? I got like 20 coins back. This is awesome, all right? And so let me try again. Oh, that one didn't work out. Uh, okay, maybe the last, one, the next one going to be luckier. Okay, let me try. Okay, that didn't work out. And, and, you, can, <laughs> and you just <laughs> keep doing that, right? Uh, so uh, this, this is like the outcome bias... Uh, probably at its best, right? Because it's uh, uh, it it just goes over and over and over and over and over again. Because uh, you justify the fact that you keep adding the money to the machine, just because once in a while you get it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great example. All right, do we have another example? <clears throat> well, I'll, I'll keep it short. Um, so. Um, I, I I I like to think about this in terms of that that folksy way of thinking about it, where I said means versus ends, where the ends justify the means, right? And silly way to think about it, really silly way. And again, with politics, I'm just trying to steer in neutral territory here because people are so charged up these days that uh, uh, they shut their minds to <laughs> different idea. So. Uh, so think about it this way. Uh, there was a whole group of people when uh, when America elected its uh, first uh, black president, uh, Obama. They thought that this was the end of the republic. Yeah, and uh, there were certain groups who completely believed that, that the was the end of the republic. And then actually they still believe that he destroyed the republic. But hey, we are still here, still strong, still going along. All right. So it's okay. So if you just look at if you look at the outcome and then make a decision, then you will say, "Yeah, Obama was okay," and so will Trump be someday. That is the outcome <laughs> bias. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll kick off quite a few uh, interesting comments, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm still clear of my okay. political views here. All right. <laughs> uh, okay, so, uh, and we have one more bias to go. Uh, so, self-justification bias. Uh, let's give it a shot. All right. Um, uh, my example is... Uh, Something that's uh, well known in uh, economics uh, called sunken cost. So um, I think of this usually in terms of uh, business and, and investing into projects, uh, but this plays out on on on, on like on um, personal life as well. Um, uh, for example, imagine you have a, you have you have some kind of project that's been going on for a while. Um, and you like supporting and investing into it, maybe money, maybe your personal time, energy, and it's just bad. You know, the project is is bad, it's going nowhere, and it's clearly a drain. Mm-hmm. Okay, at least that's what somebody objectively from a third perspective would say. However, to you, because you're in the middle of it, but it's your baby, right? And you just cannot let go of it. Uh, you continue to invest into it. So throw in good money after the bad money, right? Um, justifying to yourself that things will be okay, uh, that uh, your, uh, your prior decisions about investing into this, into this uh, company or, or, or project were good, right? Um, and um, I want to... Again, highlight that, that that psychologically the reason this happened is because it's very hard to for all of us to think of ourselves as basically <laughs> bad people or making like really bad decisions. It, it, that hurts uh, hurts us on a very high level and identity level. So it's much easier to 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 simply stay blind rather than to accept the consequences and then. Uh, begin changing your your beliefs or your values or even your identity. Yeah, the blissful ignorance bias. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Are we keeping the politics last or do we want to change up? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead. I can jump. So again... uh, sunk cost and and uh, I like to think in terms of uh, correcting it right and 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 what makes us not correct it um, um, if you look at uh, let's look at something that everyone knows for a fact that there were no WMDs in Iraq right and yet that was the pretext for war by uh, W. Bush and uh, Tony Blair uh, even though it came out later, uh, before the second election cycle, that these were lies. Um, and there was a deep sense of arrogance with these two men in going to this war and the fact that this war was being prepared even a year in advance. Of course, the public didn't know about it. But yet it is the same public that re-elected them in the name of national security. Because at this point, the public would have two choices, either to say that, hey, the first choice I made was wrong, 
therefore the burden of that illegal war lies on me not willing to do that you essentially want the same people in power to essentially continue lying to yourself and feel good the level say on this don't get me started <laughs> on this <laughs> all right and uh, yeah before we go on the rampage discussion about that so let's change subjects let's talk about academics let's talk about academic research uh which i uh i was actually part of that for a number of years uh and then happily departed that department uh but what i've observed okay so okay just remember Sergey, just remember, this is not a full confession time. Just one confession will do. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, man. I couldn't, couldn't uh, let that go. <laughs> uh, sure, all right. Uh, I'll do another one on the next podcast. Anyway, so so the, uh, uh, the pattern I observed... Uh, and I'm not going to go into actual details because they're super boring, but uh, the the kind of a pattern that uh, that I've seen is that even researchers, even like scientists, uh, are uh, totally falling for this self-justification bias because to develop a theory actually takes a lot of time, takes a lot of effort. It's like a, a whole team needs to... Uh, uh, <laughs> A uh, whole team needs to spend a lot of, uh, uh, like, usually grant money, like, that they need to ask the whatever government or companies for a lot of money and report that they succeeded in something. Because if they don't, they don't get the money and all that stuff. So, uh, so many times I've seen uh, papers published, like, paper after paper being published about a particular way of, like, solving a problem that I personally reproduced the results and I found them subpar to something else that is uh, also widespread solution and is like so much better clearly. Uh, uh, and those guys could just keep harping on it, keep you know trying to push that their solution, and it just doesn't work anymore. It's like it reached its limits, guys. Already, forget it. You know, move on. Uh, but no, they just keep going at it. Uh, so, yeah, and those those are scientists, right? They're supposed to be rational. They're supposed to notice those kind of biases. But, hey, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Does it make sense, guys? Yeah, I met mm -hmm. some people like that, yeah. I personally know some people like that. Uh, yeah. You personally talking to one of them like that? Okay, your voice sounds like the voice from hell for some reason. Something's with your connection. My voice oh, well, sounds now it's good. Hell? I don't know, it was just this particular comment. I don't know what happened. Okay. Yeah. okay. Maybe it was your bias and not uh, not wanting to hear anything bad about having to adjust your theory to reality. We have it on the recording. So, yeah. We can double check <laughs> that. Hey, I can do that one. <laughs> Anyhow, so um, well, actually, we're done with um, uh, our biases, and uh, I think that's a that's a pretty solid podcast actually at this point. So why don't we start wrapping it up? So uh, do you guys have any uh, last thoughts on the 
on these biases that we described. Any hindsights? Hindsights on the biases. So this is I, I think this is this is what I will say. Um I think at the end of the day, this is all about the quality of our decision making. And the reason we are studying these biases is to build a better model, to build a better model of how we make decisions. Does this mean that the decisions we make will be error free? Nah, it won't. Because there's something called uh, randomness that uh, that always uh, seems to show up in our universe. Okay, so what what these different biases do is make us cognitively aware of some of the common pitfalls uh, uh, that we uh, we may fall into. So, you know, the way I think about it, it's like you're going on a big hike, right? Uh, you kind of get a map. You kind of get uh, uh, the food. You kind of get first aid. You kind of make sure that the you've checked your weather, mm-hmm. right? And you take all the precautions that you can in advance. And then based on that, you go ahead. Shit will still happen. You'll still stumble on something and fall down. You may still attract a bear <laughs> with your food. Mm-hmm. Stuff happens, but this is about preparedness. Don't think of it as, oh, if I take care of these uh, six biases or 66 biases, I am suddenly the 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 baddest uh, uh, ass in the world, the greatest decision maker. No, this is this is, like I've said before, the only time you need to make a decision is when you have incomplete information. And this is all about removing... Uh, uh, removing hindrances to the best of your ability. So don't get married to them, uh, but use them as a useful guide. I'll just tack on to what Mayur Mahipal has said. Um, since this is the uh, last of the uh, detailed podcast about biases, um, uh, the way I see it is the difference between people who are successful in life, whatever your criteria of success is, uh, and the people who are unsuccessful is mostly in the quality of thinking. Um, yes, there's some 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 obvious eff- effect of the of the of the nurture in nature, but uh, mostly it's the quality of thinking. Um, and uh, while you are not really responsible for how your thinking was, uh, how your thinking patterns were shaped uh, in childhood, right? Um, by the time you end up an adult, you can certainly uh, take a systematic study of how you think, uh, what are the patterns, what are the, um, what are your flaws in your thinking, and. Uh, uh, biases help a lot. Uh, in, in in they they codify some patterns, and then you can change them and radically improve the quality of your thinking and uh, become much more successful in whatever you want to be successful in. Yeah, big the radical change in your thinking, right? Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I wanted to uh, uh, make another comment that 
may seem somewhat unrelated, but actually is like smack into these biases. Uh, something about learning. Uh, I think like a few years ago, uh, we were talking, I'm pretty sure we had a podcast about learning how to learn and all that stuff, right? Um, yeah, it might yeah. be one of the first few podcasts. So, uh, so yeah. one of the patterns uh, on that was learning from your mistakes, right? Fail fast, fail often, learn, move on, right? Mm-hmm. Don't make the same mistake again. Uh, however, uh, if... Uh, I mean, this, if, if you take this approach literally, uh, you're going to be a, a victim to the outcome bias, essentially, right? Because uh, uh, if you crash your yes. car, you know, go shopping one uh, at some point, like you'll never go shopping again. That's a pretty bad thing to do. Uh, so uh, uh, in some ways, uh, learning from your mistakes... Uh, Kind of takes it at a, you kind of have to take it at a, at a somewhat different level, you know, when you, when you know the biases, right? Because uh, uh, there's a, there may be a correlation between the decision you make uh, based on the information you have and the outcome you, you uh, that happened, or they may mean, or they may not be a correlation, right? And uh, like if you go shopping and like eighty uh, percent of the time you do crash your car, maybe there's something wrong with your way of going shopping somehow, right? <laughs> or you're driving. <laughs> but if it happens like once in 10 years, you know, hey, that's probably just a random fluke. Uh, you shouldn't take that in. Especially when it's the same kind of well, person. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> oh, that was not, that example was yeah, not lost on me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some of us have this example a little too close to home. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, so I just want to bring it up, right? So uh, that uh, it does have to do with uh, learning smart, right? So learn how to learn, but learn how to do it smart uh, at another level. And biases help with that. Anyway, um, anything else? Are we done? I think we're done here. All right, so uh, we'll be back with another podcast on how to deal with biases and you know what are they what are they good for, how how to play, how, to, how defend to defend against, against them. them. Too. So be ready. We'll teach you how to defend against biases when others try to manipulate yeah. you. Yeah, uh, wouldn't that be fun? Uh, all right, and for now, have a wonderful day. Good night and good luck. And maybe happy. The copyright of this recording is owned by the Radical Change Group and the individual contributors. Permission to copy and distribute freely is granted, provided that the entire recording on this notice remain intact. Please visit us at www.radicalchangegroup.com. Your comments and feedback will be greatly appreciated.